Nation Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the Combination Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Groceries through Instacart, delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. It's the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Well, that was a successful end to an eight-game homestand as the Hurricanes defeat the Nashville Predators by the score of 3-1. They take both from Nashville. Remember, the Predators were red hot coming in, having won 13 of 16, but the Hurricanes cooled them off, uh, and there's a lot of good that came out of it. Not only did Carolina play really well for two straight games after two games against Detroit where they didn't, uh, but the Hurricanes have put themselves in a very advantageous position at the top of the Central Division standings, and we will discuss this uh, a little bit later on with Alec Campbell. We'll get to, we'll make some notes uh, as we await the host of Stormwatch Aftermath and Hurricanes Intermissions. And again, uh, as always, Alec and I do radio Monday through Friday. Uh, but we are brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham, siding, roofing, uh, entry doors, storm doors, gutter helmets, they've got it. At the Aluminum Company of North Carolina, you can get a free no-obligation estimate online, aluminumcompany.com. All right, so uh, the 5-2-1 homestand is over. Carolina 
uh, will now spend the next six games on the road. They will go to Tampa, Florida, and Dallas. This is not an easy trip by any stretch of the imagination, but the Hurricanes are playing well, and they have put themselves in a great spot. Let's explain that before we even get into the game, and we are going to talk about the game. Uh, Hurricanes, by beating Nashville twice, Remember, Tampa beat Florida in overtime on Thursday. Florida turned it around and beat Tampa in regulation, so it was not a three-point game. That's good. So here's what the standings look like in the Central Division. Carolina 29-10-4, 62 points. They have 13 games remaining. They are one point better than Florida, who is 28-12-5, With 11 games remaining. That's right. The Hurricanes have a point lead on Florida with two games in hand. Tampa is 29-13-2. They have 12 games left and 60 points. So, heading into the two-game set Monday and Tuesday at Amelie Arena in Tampa, the Hurricanes have a two-point lead and a game in hand on the Lightning. Now, you could go in there and get swept in the two games, and you've given it all back. But it's right there for you. It is right there for you. Tampa's a team you have to beat anyway. Might as well uh, make a statement on Monday and Tuesday in Tampa and see where the chips fall. Again, the Canes will be in Tampa for two games at the beginning of the week, and then they go to Florida for the Thursday-Saturday uh, before heading to Dallas for a Monday-Tuesday. So these weeks have had basically the same pattern, starting with the Thursday-Saturday uh, games here against Nashville, Monday-Tuesday, Thursday-Saturday, Monday-Tuesday. Uh, I think the Thursday-Saturday portions have been okay so far. We'll see what the Monday-Tuesday uh, stuff has to do. Uh, by the way, Hurricanes are now 6-0 and against Nashville this year. They have one of those wins were in uh, after regulation. Believe it was, uh, believe it was an overtime win. That might have been the Aho to to Natchez or the Natchez to Aho goal. I think it was the uh, the Natchez to Aho goal uh, in Nashville. Uh, but the Hurricanes are six zero and zero against the Predators. And we talk, I think I mentioned this in uh, either a preview or maybe on the podcast before. Um, but the Hurricanes' record against the best teams in the division, and let's just say we can rank them, in, not named Carolina, Tampa, Florida, Nashville, Dallas. Let's just do that. Canes are 3-3 three and three against Tampa. They are 5-0-1 oh, against Florida. They are 6-0-0 oh, oh against Nashville. And they are 5-1-0 oh, against Dallas. 19-4-2. No, 19-4-1. It's pretty good. 19-4-1 <laughs> against the four best teams in the division. I can't explain Detroit. I can't. Uh, the Hurricanes have three losses to Tampa and seven losses the rest of the year. Uh, good stuff from, uh, from Carolina. Uh, As for Nashville, in case you're scoring at home and you're thinking ahead of the playoffs, and if Carolina's lucky enough, uh, good enough to finish first, uh, it'll either be Nashville or Dallas. I've been saying this for a while. I still think Dallas is the better team, but Dallas has scoring issues. 
Uh, Nashville is two points ahead of Chicago. Both of them have played 45 games. Dallas is five points back, but they have three games in hand. So they are now inside of the, uh, the, you know, the margin. So if Dallas were to win those three games in hand and Dallas, I don't, I'm not sure Dallas has won two straight in a long time. Uh, actually when they beat Carolina for the first game of this homestand, that was the first time Dallas had won consecutive games since starting 4-0. and Anyway, uh, Dallas is just five points back and have three games in hand. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, but the Hurricanes obviously have put themselves in a very, very advantageous position. So let's go through the game a little bit. Uh, then we'll do a quick recap and we'll get to uh, Alec Campbell on the other side. First period was hawking ridiculous. Hawking ridiculous. They outshoot, these are just shot attempts. It's not even shots on goal. Shots on goal would be crazy. They outshoot Nashville. 46 to 11 in shot attempts. 46 to 11. In the game on Thursday, which Carolina was very good, especially after the first period, they only had 41 shot attempts. They had 46 in the first period. That is insane. They had 31 scoring chances in the first period. 31! They had 18 high-danger chances in the first period. I have a hard time being mad, uh, and it would have been much easier to be mad had Carolina not uh, won the game. But the fact that they only led one nothing after one was criminal. According to Natural Stat Trick, and this is a good... Uh, website to use. I I don't even know how they determine high danger and things like that, but um, according to Natural Statric, the Hurricanes expected goals in the period 3.65. They had one. 3.65. They had one. Uh, the expected final score of this game, Carolina basically 6.5 to 2. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. They score two on a goalie, uh, one empty netter. Uh, but, look, the first period was just great. Um, Carolina had so many great, great chances. It goes without saying. We, If you saw the game, if you saw the period, uh, you had to shake your head that it was only one nothing. And that goal came late, second game in a row. Late first period goal by Carolina. Uh, and this one, really incredible work by the fourth line. Uh, with uh, Steven Lorenz and Morgan Geeky and Cedric Paquette. They they didn't play a ton tonight. They really didn't. Uh, but, man, they were good when, when they were on the ice. They are noticeable. You can tell Morgan Geeky's got a high IQ. He uh, had the puck on the right wall, and he waited long enough for Jacob Slavin to, uh, to get into a, a scoring position, a shooting position, uh, and then for the first time all year, and what are we in game uh, game 43, game 43, uh, first time all year, Jacob Slavin beat a goaltender. His other goal was a, uh, an empty net goal, a good empty net goal, but an empty net goal nonetheless. Uh, so Carolina dominant in the first only got one. So when you do that, you kind of leave the door open because you're not going to do that again. You're not going to, uh, be as dominant. Well, you may never be as dominant as they were in the first period, uh, but you know Nashville is going to push back. And really, the rest of the game was, pretty. I thought, a pretty even game. I think Nashville played very well uh, the rest of the way. Alex Nedeljkovic, very good. Um, but the rest of the way, I mean, 
It was uh, when Roman Yossi scored uh, in the second period off a Jake Bean turnover. We'll talk about Jake Bean a little bit later on. Uh, It was, uh, you know, anybody's game. It's an even game. You got 20 minutes to play. It's 1-1, and I thought the first, you know, six, seven minutes of the period, uh, Carolina, you know, ended up having to kill off a penalty to start the period, but it wasn't very long. Carolina's penalty kill has been on fire these days. Uh, So Carolina was good. They got a, a, not a break. I mean, um, I guess it was the end of the second period. One of the power plays that uh, toward the end of the second period, one of the power plays Nashville had uh, Ryan Johansson uh, kicked the puck in, uh, but the referee on the spot waved it off right away. Uh, It was a clear kick. So uh, no goal. Um, But the, uh, the hurricanes uh, after the first six, seven minutes, uh, they end up with a uh, an offensive zone faceoff. Trocheck wins it back uh, to the new guy, and boy, Yanni has a hawking quick release, doesn't he? He does. So uh, Trocheck again was was dynamite in the game. Uh, won twelve of eighteen faceoffs. He had the setup for Hawkenpah. Sebastian Ajo, I think, was sharp. Probably better defensively than offensively in this game. Andrei Svechnikov was really, really good again tonight. Top four on defense were really, really good tonight. Hockenpah was solid. He had a goal. He had four shots. He had four hits. He had four blocked shots. Uh, he was good. I thought Jacob Slavin was the best player tonight. Uh, I thought the Stahl, Fogel, Nino line was excellent. I thought Jordan struggled a little bit uh, around the net. I mean, Jordan had Jordan could have had a hat trick tonight. He had a uh, obviously missed the wide open uh, net in the first period where he goes across and he hits the post on the other side. Uh, then he had another. Uh, I don't. It was a, a more difficult play, but he had an open net uh, and he hit uh, hit the side of the goal. Uh, and then I forget. I think it was uh, Fogel who just fed him right in the slot, and uh, Stahl just didn't get good wood on it or whatever the sticks are made of these days. Uh, so I mean, he could have had three goals, easy. No, no. Another night he may against Dallas. Maybe he gets three goals, uh, but no complaints. Three-one hurricane victory. Uh, so let's talk real quick about uh, Alex Nedeljkovic. Last time we saw him was eight days ago. Could it possibly be? That's right. Uh, he had the shutout against Florida. Uh, then Carolina goes um, what? Mrazic. Reimer, Mrazic, Ned. So they've used three different goalies in their last three games. <laughs> Reimer, Mrazic, Ned. At the risk of being wrong again, I think those days are over. I really do. Based on uh, a hunch, based on what I think needs to happen, uh, a little bit of a hunch, and then a recent conversation with Rod Brindamore, and I think he is getting to the point where he understands that they really need to go to two. Um, and I still think ultimately Peter is going to get the, the bulk of the time. Uh, I don't know how uh, wide uh, the disparity will be. It might not be wide at all. Uh, we know they're going to use two goalies in Tampa, right? They're going to use, I would be stunned if they didn't use Peter on Monday, come back with Ned on Tuesday. And there's no back-to-back. So on uh, Thursday, Saturday, I'm sure you'll go back to Ned on Thursday. Uh, And then depending on what happens Thursday, you might see, not uh, not Ned, uh, Mrazic on Thursday. You might see Mrazic again 
on Saturday. At some point, you have to establish one guy when you go into the playoffs. I, I say this because that's what tradition is. Maybe you don't. I don't know the real answer. Only Rod does. But I remember going back to uh, the 19 playoffs. Ultimately, even though both Morazic and McElhinney were great, it became the Peter Morazic show. And that's good. It's fine. Uh, you know, you get a goaltender, you get him going. You're not going to have too many back-to-backs, if any, in the postseason. No reason why one guy can't keep playing. They're in shape. No reason no reason whatsoever why that can't happen. Uh, but Ned was very good. Uh, on the other end of that spectrum, and I won't uh, belabor this point too much, uh, this was not a strong game for Jake Bean. Uh, and one of the reasons I thought Carolina needed to add depth on the blue line uh, was because at some point you're going to look at your blue line and go, is this enough? Is the third pair so a pair I can trust in the third period of a game seven uh, in overtime of game six needing to get to game seven? When you're in, when you're in double overtime, is Jake Bean going to take a shift? So, and tonight was a tough one. I know they only gave credit him with two giveaways. Uh, and I don't know what constitutes a giveaway at all officially. But I will say that there were four, I thought, glaring mistakes from Bean in his own end in the first two periods alone. To the point where Alec asked me in the second intermission, uh, over, I mean, how many shifts do you think Jake Bean's going to take in the third period. I didn't I didn't I did a poor job answering the question. I basically just answered it with a generality um which is it kind of depends on what he looks like early. Uh but there I don't believe there was a ton of uh of Jake Bean in the third period and there there might not be. So the the truth of the matter is that uh when you get into the postseason and you get uh, deep in games and deep in series and into overtime, man, it is about trust, and I think it's hard to trust Jake Bean right now. I, does that mean I think Jake Gardner will play? I think we'll see Jake play a handful of games between now and the end of the season, and if Rod feels more comfortable throwing Gardner out there with Hawkenpaw, then he'll do that. Here's the thing. I think Rod, and I, I know the front office does, but I think Rod really likes Bean's skating because he is he's a, he's an excellent excellent skater without being really fast but boy does he get taken advantage of uh in his own end so uh that is something that is definitely going to have to shake out uh and I'm, i think i mentioned this earlier if i haven't uh shouts to that entire fourth line that they were impactful again when they're on the ice and there's another little offshoot of a conversation to have uh, because we anticipate Tavo Teravainen and Brock McGinn both coming back probably on this road trip. Who comes out? Who comes out? We know Morgan Geeky is going to come out. So let's just let's just say that McGinn comes back first. You'll throw McGinn on the fourth line, and uh, Geeky will come out. So you'll you'll have Lorenz centering McGinn and Paquette. When Teravainen comes back, now what? Yeah. See, uh, here's what I think. Martinuk will slide back to the fourth line and play with Lorenz and McGinn. And I think ultimately, as good as Cedric Paquette has been, 
I think ultimately he's going to be the 13th forward. Not that he's not going to play. I think he'll play, and he'll probably play some center. Uh, but Steven Lorenz has been dynamite. I thought Steven Lorenz has been uh, really, really important and impactful over the last several weeks. I think he's earned the spot, to be honest. Uh, but, you know, Rod might trust the veteran. Lorenz is a better skater than Paquette. But Paquette, of course, gives you the uh, that physical element that Steven Lorenz isn't going to give you. He's a physical player, uh, but there's there's no threat, if you catch what I'm uh, saying, with Steven Lorenz. All right, a quick recap, and then Alec Campbell on the other side. Uh, Canes with a 3-1 win. All right, the Hurricanes had 24 shots on goal. 24 shots on goal. On the 19th shot, this happened. Lorenz now doesn't have a stick as the puck comes to the neutral zone, but he'll kick it to Geeky. Geeky, back into the national zone. To Slavin, they score! Jacob Slavin, reading the play from the neutral zone, fills the slot, fills the net, and the Canes go up 1-0. It was a uh, really uh, just a heavy shift from 78, 18, and 67, and you heard there that uh, Lorenz had lost his stick right pretty much in the slot with kind of a, a collision there. And uh, he, that wasn't the first time he played the puck without the stick. He had a, he kicked the puck uh, one time before then. So good work by Lorenz. Geeky shows great patience to get the puck to Slavin. Uh, so Slavin second of the year from Geeky and Lorenz. It's one nothing. And in spite of all of those numbers that I mentioned to you earlier, in spite of, 46 shot attempts, 24 shots on goal, 31 scoring chances, 18 high danger scoring chances in the first period. It's just one nothing after one. It's like you you there's no way you got you could get less out of that period than you did. You almost had to score by accident you were going to score a goal. Anyway. Uh so uh so there you go. We go but it, look you don't believe me? You should believe me. Canes break out. Lorenz chips it up the boards. Goes to get it himself. Does puts a move on. Cuts in front. Puts it right on Soros. And Soros has to make a big save. 36 seconds into this one. That was the fourth line starting it off right away. Uh, Lorenz picked somebody's pocket. Uh, walked right in. Got a great scoring chance. Uh, and then the captain nearly put one in. Stall glides into the Nashville zone, waves it in the slot. Now back to the point, shot deflected. Stall hits the bar. He had Soros beat as the puck found Jordan Stall. Now deflected from Shea. Pitched in by Niederreiter, goes wide. And Soros again makes a save. Back out of the slot, Stall gets to it. And somehow Soros gets to it. Oh, the Canes, golden opportunities. Yeah, I mean, they should have scored there. There's just no way you don't score. Uh, wide open net. For uh, for Jordan Stahl, and he went from the left side uh, all the way across and hit the right post. Sveshnikov to Ajo, the Canes, three wide in the Nashville zone. Sveshnikov right up, Soros robbed the rebound, chance, stuck by Hockey Pond. Soros gets a pad to that. Now it's Bean walking the line back to Ajo. Goes cross ice, trying to set it back up for Boston, the slot too wide. Uh, the uh, the Hockenpah, uh try there in that sequence, if you uh, if you heard it, um, that was a great Andrei Svechnikov forehand, backhand, 
uh, attempt and the rebound comes to Hockenpah. Again, I don't know how it didn't go. Uh, UC Soros was on on his, I mean, out of his mind tonight. He was very, very good. Um, Here's the thing. There weren't a ton of great saves, but he got himself in position out of nowhere. Like, there were very few, uh, like, wild glove saves or diving paddle saves. It was, he just had to be lightning quick to put himself in position. He also got a little bit of help. We talked about the uh, the stall uh, empty net where he goes uh, off the far post, behind Soros and off the far post. So there was a fair amount of luck involved with... Uh, with Saros's night, uh, but man, he was awesome, absolutely awesome. I uh, should sue uh, sue the Predators for uh, for non-support. Um, all right, so uh, we go to the second period, and I mentioned earlier that this has been a little bit of a tough night for Jake Bean, uh, and I wasn't lying. Duchesne throws a pass that was intercepted by Foss, but Eric Holler gets a stick to it. And then the official helps out Jake Bean. Sealing off Duchesne, but a turnover, and Yossi scores! Roman Yossi gets the turnover from the Canes and goes under the bar, and it's a 1-1 hockey game here in Carolina. Nice shot by the reigning Norris Trophy winner as he kind of spun around and just snapped it just under the bar. Uh, But Jake Bean caught a break. Uh, The official got in the way of, I believe it was Eric Halla, and Bean skates it behind the net. And I think he kind of lost his balance a little bit uh, and then just gave the puck away. I mean, J- Jake Jake was a, a little bit of a mess uh, for uh, for much of the night. I think he took uh, four shifts uh, during... He was on the ice for like the last 30 seconds, but before then he took four shifts in the third period. Again, uh, it is a, uh, it's an area of concern for me. Speaking of concern... Uh, before the start of the second period, we didn't see Vincent Trocek on the ice. Like he was not on the bench. He was. He spent the first ten minutes, or not ten minutes, first uh, minute, maybe two minutes in the locker room. Uh, but ultimately, uh, Vince was fine. I don't know. Maybe he had to go uh, go to the bathroom. I have no idea. As somebody said on Twitter, he pulled a Lamar Jackson. All right, so uh, let's get to the third period. It's a 20-minute game now, and about nine minutes in, uh, Carolina had an offensive zone faceoff. Vincent Trocek did Vincent Trocek things, uh, and the Canes scored a hawking goal. Six shots by Jacob Slavin here tonight. He's got the Canes goal. It's hawking scores on the Sub-zero dust. And, by the way, I think that's the first goal ever scored with the Bay City Rollers playing in the background. That's right. The Bay City Rollers. S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y. Night. Never mind. I should I should have played that song at the beginning of the show. Uh, so the Hurricanes take a 2-1 lead. Uh, look, that, that was a dynamite, dynamite fast release. 
Uh, but also, I mean, if when you see the camera shot from behind the play, you couldn't even see Soros. So you know he couldn't see the puck. And I don't believe he did. I, his reaction was so late. Uh, but a great shot, great release. Uh, and Carolina now with a 2-1 lead. Uh, the last time Andrei Svechnikov scored in consecutive games, it was two and a half months ago. That's right, two and a half months ago, February 2nd and 4th in Chicago. The puck makes it to the Carolina blue line. Brandlin slips down. Ajo, Svechnikov, empty net, goal! Carolina goes up 3-1 with 1.51 left in the game. Excellent work by the Canes from their blue line. Ajo to Svechnikov to a 3-1 lead. Hey, Andre, like, I'm not even going to knock him for the empty net goal. I thought Andre was really good tonight. Uh, and uh, so, hey, man, take your empty netter and go. He's got 12 goals on the season. Uh, Ajo and Hamilton with the cheap assists. But that's okay, man. Fill out the uh, fill out the score sheet. Uh, so there you go. 3-1 Hurricanes win. 5-2-1 on the homestand. Uh, they are now 6-0-0. Oh, and oh against the Nashville Predators. And remember, this is a team that was playing great hockey coming in. UC Soros is still playing great. Uh, All right, we'll take a short break. We'll come back. Alec Campbell will join us on the other side. A quick reminder that you can follow the Canes Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, if you're listening to this, there's a fair chance you do follow the Canes Corner Podcast. Uh, So thank you for doing so. Uh, and uh, there's more to this, isn't there? Oh, yes, give us a rating, give us a review. Uh, that's what we need. We need to beg for a great rating. Uh, and I don't even know if we get anything for that. Uh, but, hey, feedback's always good, so uh, so let us know. Uh, if you're walking the dog when you're listening to the podcast, uh, tweet to me at a gold fan. Tweet to me a picture of you and your dog. Why not? All right, Alec Campbell on the other side. We'll be right back. Alec Campbell, my man, Stormwatch, Aftermath, Intermissions, Hurricanes Radio Network, Monday through Friday. Uh, we talk golf and uh, and other stuff uh, on the radio. Um, and MLS. And, oh, yes, we do <laughs> Major League Soccer trivia. <laughs> uh, at least we had one winner. I wouldn't have gotten any could of you those. Imagine, could you imagine if we, if we hosted a show just doing – the stuff that we wanted to talk about, how low the ratings would be. <laughs> Just golf, hockey, and baseball. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Right, Th- three things that nobody really wants us to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, I just spit. Sorry. Um, yeah, I, I would. I would be. I haven't watched a second of this this week's golf tournament. I'm going to have to catch up a little bit. Tomorrow, we have an off day, and that's good, and the Hurricanes are heading to Tampa to play the Lightning twice. Um, it couldn't, this this weekend could not have gone any better, the Thursday, Saturday. I guess it could have gotten better if uh, Tampa had won in regulation on Thursday. Uh, but Carolina picks up four points. Uh, Florida beats Tampa in regulation tonight. They go to Tampa with a two-point lead on the Lightning and a game in hand. They've got a one-point lead on Florida and two games in hand. They play Florida after that. Uh, so, uh, obviously just the, um, the standings portion of this, uh, looks great, but, uh, what'd you think of the, of the hurricanes after that dominant first period? 
I thought they were okay. I thought that if you were scoring the, the, the game like boxing, I thought that Nashville was the better team in the second period, but only by a slight margin. But I thought the Hurricanes were pretty good for the most part after the, sec- or after the first period. Um, they were competitive, and um, I liked a lot of players. <laughs> there were yeah. a lot of guys I liked. There were very few that I didn't like tonight. So for the most part, I thought they were pretty good. You know, I thought, I did, I, I thought that there was a push from Nashville tonight, and the Canes withstood it. And, you know, as I always say, sometimes, most, a lot of times – that's how you win games. It's really dependent on how you withstand the push from the other team. And the Canes did it tonight. And so I thought they were pretty good for the most part. I liked a lot of their game. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did too. Um, and, and honestly, I didn't even think they were, I mean, they weren't bad in the second period. I just thought for no. the second and third, I thought it was just two good teams playing. I thought, I mean, Nashville, I mean, remember they came in 13 and 13, three and zero in their last 16 games prior to these two. So uh, they've been playing at a high level. They're getting incredible goaltending. Um, it was an easy letdown, though, after the first period. I mean, I, you, you can't be mad at a period that was that good, especially when they at, at least got a goal. But did you see what the expected goals were from the period? No, I didn't, like but I four. did notice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, should have been. I mean... Uh, the Canes had 18 high danger chances Ridiculous. in the first period, according to Natural Stat Trick. Um, they had 24 shots on goal in the first period. Rod Brindamore said it might have been the best first period he's ever seen in his life. Yeah. So that's a pretty high praise from a guy who has seen a lot of hockey over his career. So it was great, man. And And actually, you know, it was one of those periods where it's kind of like the longer it goes on without goals, you're wondering, you know, if this just isn't going to be their night or if it's going to be one of those nights where you just can't, you just don't get anything out of it. And would we be looking back on the first period and going, man, they didn't score in that first period. And that ultimately was the biggest issue in the game. But fortunately they got one hockey, such a weird game, man, yep. in the sense that like, I don't know if games, I don't know if sports, are this you know if it's any if it's like this in any other sport where just from period to period things can can change so much and you you almost wish like there was only a halftime just so that first period could keep going right for a little for a little longer because it's like you know that as soon as it ends who knows what happens in the second period you know and that's kind of what happened even though again I don't think the Canes were necessarily bad in the first period or in the second, save for, you know, the poor turnover from Bean yeah. in their own end. But, man, it was just – it's it's wild how that happens in hockey, and it doesn't seem like it happens as much in other sports. But, you know, uh, I guess because they only have one break in the game as opposed <laughs> to two. It's just weird. Uh, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about the new guy. He's got a hockey quick release, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, Yanni hockey pucks <laughs> was not just was not just the, you know the game winner tonight. He got my first star of the night tonight, and then he blocked four shots. He got four hits tonight. He was good. I thought he was good. Def- good defensively, he was a stabilizing force for Jake Bean back there. And by the way, are you saying he could have been worse? Number- 
<laughs> Are you saying it could have been wor- that it could have been worse for Jake Bean? I'm just kidding. <laughs> it could have been. It could. Jeez. Um, you know, and by the way, Yanni Hockenpah, this is just a fact. Same number of goals as a hurricane this year as Hayden Flurry. <laughs> They're tied. <laughs> They're tied. Oh gosh. What was it was that his that was that his first NHL goal or his second? I think it was his second, second NHL second goal. NHL goal, right. Yeah, I think I think the people need to understand that this is a guy who played five games with Anaheim last year. Yeah. He's played most of his career in the minor leagues or overseas. Yep. He has not spent a lot of time playing in the NHL. So any any skepticism about what kind of upgrade the Hurricanes made in that deal is warranted. Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean, essentially he's a righty instead of a lefty, and he hits people. And that's what we know about him. So great game for him, I thought, just for it being the second one he's played as a Hurricane. And I loved the comment that he made about the play that he scored on that Vincent Trocek is essentially just like, just be, just be ready for it. It's coming to you. It's coming. <laughs> and it did. Uh, just, he's, um, Trocek is on another level right now. Dude, I love him. <laughs> he's my favorite hurricane this year. I think his, like, the, I think he, he just, he's, he's a classic, like all around player. I mean, I don't know that he's the flashiest player there is, but he does a little bit of everything. And the thing that's been on display from him, I think the last couple of nights has just been his craftiness, like his game within the game yep. type stuff. Keep keeping people on their toes. You know, the other night with the, the shot off the pad um, to get his own rebound, whatever that was like, I mean, doing that. And then, you know, trip points out that he takes the draw on, on the left side of the ice tonight. Um, that comes back to Hawk and Pa, which turns out to work in his favor. Whatever he did there on the draw, which I can only I can only believe that you know potentially there was a setup there. Yeah, where you know throughout the game he's doing things a certain way, and he knows he's got an advantage based on whatever he's done the entire night against certain people, and he was great in the faceoff circle tonight. But he's just a smart player, man. He's a smart player. He plays with some grit. He's got a scoring touch. He wins draws. You know, he's 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 not flashy. He just gets it done, and I love that. Yeah, he's he's been. Uh, he, when we talked about it before the year about how big he was, he's been better than I could have ever imagined. Trocheck being, he's been better for this team than he has ever been. For Florida, than yeah. he ever was for Florida. I also loved tonight the Trocheck Eric Halla uh, little uh, little mix up behind the net, and uh, those two guys jawing at each other, and uh, Trocheck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, calling him uh, some colorful metaphors. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Of, I'm a big fan of animosity uh, in <laughs> in the sport. I am. I love animosity in hockey. I think it's. I think the sport yeah. demands it. I think the sport demands it because if you don't play like it. Uh, it's going to be really hard to uh, to be successful. Oh, yeah. You have to play with it. Yeah, it's inherent to the game. 
I mean, it is it is a necessary part of the game to play with an edge for sure, and that's part of what I love about Trocheck is that he has the ability to do that. I mean, he just, I mean, the I almost don't like saying this because it's it's a catch all. Are you going to say of, pucks in deep? No, 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 <laughs> no. Just, I mean, no. I was, I'm gonna I was gonna say he competes. Like the guy's just a he's a, he's a competitor. Yeah. Right. He's just, he just, I mean, he, he doesn't talk a lot. He's not, you know, he doesn't have to tell you about everything he did. He's not really a great interview in terms of what we get, you know, in pregames and stuff like that. Cause he's just a doer. He's a bit I mean, boring. He's, yeah. He's, yeah. He's not a talker. He's a doer. And he just, he just goes out there and competes, man. He, he just, he's got a, you know, I ha- I hate using you know these 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 types of terms because they can get annoying depending on who you're talking about. But I love guys that just that speaks they speak softly, carry a big stick type people. I love you know, that. I love that. Yeah, it's a Teddy Roosevelt ism. I think uh, is it Teddy, Teddy right. Roosevelt? I th- it might be. I'm not yes. sure. It is. How about that? It I, is. I guessed. I guessed my way into that. Um, speaking of playing with an edge, is Andre Svechnikov again tonight? Uh, playing with an edge, and uh, I liked I liked his game. Uh, no, I I don't know that the second period was a great Svechnikov period, but I thought the first period he was great. I thought in the third period he got back to being great. Uh, so I'm I'm celebrating the empty net goal for Svech tonight. Yeah, I mean I didn't. I didn't find him to be as noticeable tonight as he was on Thursday night for whatever right. reason, but he did have some good chances tonight, and I, 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 I think he's kind of on the right track to getting back to being um, better, and I hope that's the case because if we get Taravainen back on this road trip and Svechnikov finds his footing again, then my confidence in the Canes being a cup contender, I think will be reinvigorated because it kind of waned on me a little bit, especially following the two losses to Detroit. But I do like the way they played the last couple of nights. I mean, I think they played really good, solid hockey probably more so on their defensive side of the game than anything else. And that's actually where um, I thought Svech was good tonight. I thought Svech, Aho, and Foss were excellent defensively because I didn't think Aho was sharp at all in the offensive end. Uh, but I think, I thought Sebastian was on it tonight defensively. He won 7 of 11 yeah. faceoffs. Uh, he led the uh, led setters in ice time. Uh, he had over 20 minutes mm-hmm. of ice time. Trocek was around 17, same for Stahl. Um, Aho had the, um, that line had the assignment of, uh, dealing with, uh, Grandland, Cunnan, and, uh, Yarncroak. And there wasn't a lot there. There was a couple, maybe one chance from Cunnan late. Uh, but I thought the Aho line was excellent defensively tonight. Yeah. I like their line. Uh, obviously I like the Trocheck line. I like the stall line a lot. I think yeah. those guys have been going pretty good lately. So. Uh, there's, there's. I like the fourth line. I like the fourth line. Weren't they good. good? Yeah. Gosh, they were good. I, I like those guys. I, I like them a lot. So let me ask you about Stephen Lorenz. All right. So Brock McGinn's coming back some point soon, I think. Uh, and we know Tavo Teravainen is at least close to returning. 
So when Taravon and, and McGinn draw back in, who from that fourth line is left? Um, don't well, pre- don't predict. Tell me who you would put who who you would keep on the ice. I mean, I, I'd I'd like to see Paquette go back to playing center. Um, just because I think that that's I, I, not that he's been bad, but oh, he I, hasn't been bad at I all. I don't. No, I just I, I don't think he's been as noticeable. Um, and he's made some plays. So, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like he needs to get back to being, in a, you know, in his most comfortable spot. The reason he was brought here was to play center on that fourth mm-hmm. line. So I'd like to see him and, you know, I'd like to see him get back to sort of the, you know, McGinn, Martin, Nook, Paquette line, I think, on the fourth line. And I, I like Lorenz and I like Geeky, but um, that's what I'd like to see personally. I think Lorenz has kind of earned the spot. He is so good at hounding pucks. I, mm-hmm. The one element that he's not going to give you is the, you know, the 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 rough and tumble part of it, which Paquette mm-hmm. is really really good at. Um, so to me, it'll. What do you want on the lineup? I think if you want, if you're looking at this in terms of who's the better hockey player, I think that's Lorenz. Uh, if you're looking at it in the case of this is an element we need. Then it'll yeah. be then it'll be Paquette. But I love the way Lorenz has played, uh, and I think Stephen Lorenz is going to center their fourth line next year. I'll be surprised if he doesn't. I really will. Yeah, that'd be fine with me if that was the case. But also, I like you know going down the stretch, playing these big teams and big games. I like the experience a little bit too. So he played well. I mean, I've, uh, I've, I, I've liked Paquette, so it's really not about him. Right. And I've liked Lorenz too. I, th- I, th- I think he's been a, a pleasant surprise for sure. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, he really start. First of all, um, he created the chance like a half minute in who, who did he steal the puck from? Hounded, hounded him, took the yeah. puck and, uh, had a great chance on sorrows. And then yeah. he started the play for the goal, uh, without a stick. Yeah. Who needs a stick? Yeah. Driving the net. He, he just hounded the puck down and drove the net on the short side and wasn't able to score. Um, and then, you know, Geeky turns the guy over. I think it was him in the neutral zone on the first goal. Uh, but I, I love Paquette there going straight to the net, yep. you know, taking some defensive attention away from Slavin as a trailer. So I thought that was smart play. Um, but I think that's Geeky's, like, second point this year. No, he's got like uh, two but. goals, two goals and an assist. This was his, okay, first, his first assist this year. Scored two goals in his return. Right? I think it was against That's Nashville, right. too. That's right. Um, the, uh, wh- whip out your stars for me before I, before I completely lose my train of thought. Uh, whip out your stars. All right. I gave Trocek the third star. I gave Ned the second star. And I gave um, Hockenpah the first star. All right. Um there were I I really I mean Trocheck I thought Trocheck was great again, uh, but I didn't give him one of my stars tonight. Uh, I gave Ned my third star. I gave Hockenpah my second star. I really thought their best player tonight was Slavin. 
I loved Jacob Slavin tonight. Um, I thought his his stick was all over this game. Uh, I thought in big moments, uh, Slavin uh, made just. I mean, they're kind of Jacob Slavin plays, uh, but mm-hmm. I mean, he he gets credit for making Jacob Slavin plays. Uh, you know, the sliding over and uh, really taking out a, uh, a a scoring chance. Heck, probably saved a goal. Uh, when it was already one-one in the second period, I thought just I just thought he played great tonight. Um, I loved the the uh, the second pair of uh, Pesci and Shea, uh, but I thought mm-hmm. uh, I thought Jacob was uh, was dynamite tonight. But there were a lot of guys he could have given stars to. Um, I thought Jordan Stahl was outstanding, except for the three <laughs> for like three plays in the offensive end where like how did you not score? He could have easily had a hat trick tonight. Yeah, I, th- I thought he was good. I, I loved Brady Shea tonight. I thought Brady Shea was good. Um, I, there were there were a lot of I liked Fogel again tonight. Yep. Um, I did too. He's been so great. there were there. I I got I liked Dougie. Dougie was good. So mm-hmm. I, I I got no problem with uh, I got no problem with Slavin. I just um, you know Trocheck for me it was great. He's just he was great tonight. And then he has the draw on the on the game winner. Yep. I think that's that's worth something. Um, yeah, a hawk and paw with the the goal plus four blocks plus four hits. You know he was good defensively, um, and then Ned, you know, comes up with a big save on Cousins there in the third period. That yeah. after after the Hurricanes score, um, you know, could have been could have been two two at that point. So I thought that was the biggest save of the game, um, and kind of spurred the Canes on to, to victory. You and I talked about it in the intermission. Uh, one of the intermissions about Jake Bean. Uh, I mean, you, you want to, do you want to like look into a crystal ball and tell me whether you think Jake Bean is like in danger of coming out of the lineup? Uh, I think, I don't think he's going to play Monday. I think Gardner will play. It's a rough night for Jake Bean. Yeah, it was really. It's just a bad. It was just a really bad turnover back there, especially when you get um, the break from the referee. Right, he got a pick set for him. It's <laughs> just but amazing. Oh. It's just it's just a really bad turnover. You just can't have those. He had a couple other turnovers that didn't go against him. Yeah. Um, but I I also I mean I think you know there's talk of you know rod i think he told us or he told you that you know he was gonna try to figure out which one was gonna pair better on thursday night he was like and bean gets the first crack at it tonight so that made me think that he's gonna get gardner a chance to play um at some point so tonight would give him you know a great reason for that yeah look um i'd like to see gardner play uh i think ultimately uh, they're going to ride their top four as far as <laughs> they're going to take them. And, yeah. uh, like, the only time it's really going to be a problem is, you know, when we're talking about going to a double overtime. Uh, but, you know, I, right. think, I think ultimately Hawk and Pa can get to a point where he's playing uh, in a regulation game where he's playing anywhere from 16 to 18 minutes. Um, and if you, if you can get to that point... 
Akinpah is actually a better skater than I thought he was. Um, and he's so big. He's got he's such long. a he's got yeah. such a reach. Uh, he actually yeah. um, uh, yeah. stopped a stopped an exit a zone exit uh, from uh, from Nashville just with his reach. So uh, this could end up being a a pretty good pickup. I think his play's been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's uh, there's no In question. Both, about both it. nights, I thought I thought he got it. Yeah. Um. All right. So uh, so that wasn't bad. Uh, two with Tampa, Monday, Tuesday, then, uh, two with Florida, then two with Dallas, uh, and the Hurricanes are now 19-4-1 against Nashville, Tampa, Florida, and Dallas. And three of those, and three of those losses are against Tampa. (laughs) They have one loss, just the Dallas loss at the beginning of this homestand. Uh, against Florida, Dallas, and Nashville. One loss. Yeah, that's good. That sounds good to me. Seems good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, enjoy your Sunday. And uh, is there mowing involved on Sunday? There is no mowing involved. There's planting involved. Oh, landscaping, planting. Yeah, planting. We, we were up bright and early this morning. We bought three plants What'd and 10 bags of mulch and Two bags of soil conditioner and two bags of manure. Oh, so I'll be did you get black cow? And planting tomorrow. We did not get black cow. I just got whatever uh, whatever the guy um, told us to get there. Excellent. Um, but we bought a uh, a weeping yapon holly. Beautiful. And also two other. Like red with a plant with red leaves. Uh, I don't know the name of it. Very but nice. Hopefully, gonna yeah. The, the dreaded is, red the, leaf plant. Yeah, this is uh, you know it's it's I, this is my wife's vision. I'm just the worker bee. It's fine. I just I just do it. Yeah, I'm I'm a hauler and a toter. <laughs> you know, I'm a digger. I'm a digger and a hauler and a toter. Uh. And I just let her. You know, to do what she does, which is she's a, she's a designer. So That's right. She knows she's she's amazing with colors. Her eye for color is incredible. I've never met anybody that's got a better eye for color. All right, good. So I, I like that. I lean on her for that stuff. All right, so we have a weeping uh, uh, y- yapon holly. holly. All right, I'm yeah. gonna look that up. Uh, all right, Alec Campbell, we'll do this. We got it. We got a full week tomorrow, uh, starting on Monday. We got. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, uh, and who knows? By the end of Saturday, the Hurricanes could have wrapped up the division. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, well, they I can't. hope they do. Wouldn't be mathematical, but uh, at Alec Campbell five on Twitter uh, to uh, to compliment him on his weeping Yapon uh, Holly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and that's a wrap. Hurricanes 3, Nashville 1. Talk to you Monday night after the Canes and the Lightning. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Bay windows, bow windows, storm doors, gutter helmets, and more. Aluminumcompany.com. I am Adam Gold. This is the Canes Corner Podcast. Talk to you next time.
You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. Hm. Instacart for the win.